Welcome back to Super Tuesday Recap. It's your host, Chris, here with Ro and uh, Deepom is here as well, because uh, I might have left him off the first one. My bad. I, you know, and this is just a little proof to, to the world. Sometimes complaining gets your way. Like, I know we make fun of those talking to the uh, manager memes, but I just dropped a bunch of wow gifts until I got invited on. <laughs> to be I fair. I think you have to be new for that to work. To be fair. Well, whatever. To be fair. To be fair, you did say you wanted to be on because I try not to direct because I, I also get the memes when I end up doing shows with Deepom because we do so many together already. So I try not to direct them into too many things, but we did have a conversation thing after one of the last mailbags about uh, you hopping on the review. And I, I'm not going to lie. I just, I forgot to put you on. So <laughs> it's not like we have other things on our mind. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm okay with forgetting. Yeah. Just, you know, it's not like there's 20 other thousand things we're doing and going I'm on. I'm so for, tired. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, <laughs> yeah. as long as you're angry at Chris Deepalm, it's fine. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a constant state. Don't worry about that. Yeah. yeah it's, 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 I'm it's, mad at Chris. Yeah. yeah this, this is, yeah. It's how it always goes. So we should um, just get you a t shirt at this point. Uh, blame, hashtag blame Chris. I don't actually, I don't control the store, so I don't know if that shirt's actually up, but I've suggested it many a time. <laughs> yeah, it's never going up, but um, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we, may, we may just have so, to do a special campaign, right? You're not going on my store. Um, let's see, <laughs> I don't know about that. Matter of fact, matter of fact, Chris is actually trademark so anything yeah, you, you guys can't use that anyway so um anyway <laughs> we're here to I'm review me on a trademark fool yeah, I know. <laughs> we're 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 all here to re- talk about episodes five and six of watchmen um we're gonna jump right into this before then uh Deepon, you want to talk about your thoughts on the first four episodes before we get into these next two that i think kind of give a lot more uh idea of where we're going with with this show so I was loud and wrong on the mailbag because I was the dude who was like, Lindelof says there will be no politics in Watchmen. And I lost it. I was like, look, man, you can't do this show without politics. You can't do this top of level politics. And what Lindelof meant was, no, I'm trying to trick the dummies. Stop how smarting yourself. Of course, it's political. And it hit me even more because it's not political because he's like, yo, this isn't political. This is just racism, which is even funnier. <laughs> um it's amazing. It's and I and I um respect Alan Moore enough not to speak ill of him on a recorded medium where he could put a spell on me later. Oh, but it's fine, he hasn't listened to these kind of things. So I don't care. Why risk it, you know? <laughs> um you gotta put it on floppy disk but I'll say this. <laughs> on a floppy disk and mail it to him. I, I wouldn't put it past some of our listeners, honestly. <laughs> um I'll say this. Lindelof gets it. Like, as much as I point to Zack Snyder's Watchmen movie and say, here's proof he didn't get it. It's the most visceral, emotional movie ever. And he did a, 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 excuse me, book ever. And he did a note-by-note retelling of it and sapped every ounce of soul from it, which in and of itself was an accomplishment. This is the opposite. This is taking the source material and saying, but what if we do this with it? And what's the logical next step? He, this is expansion of the text rather than slavery to it. And if this is where our relationship as a society with IP is headed, all for it. 
awful. Agreed. Agreed. But uh, Chris, can we have that shirt in the store? It's not politics. It's just racism. I'm, I'm just saying. Oh yeah, we can get that one. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. And I think that I think it'd be real popular too. Just mm-hmm. saying. Oh yeah. yeah. Some, things are, some things are political, and the way that they frame it, and the way that they show it in this show. It's it's not political. It's like this is a horrible thing that happened. And when we get to six, I'll start. I will lose my mind because I have I have a list of things I want to talk about. But it's just so layered and dense. And I'm one of those guys who worships the original graphic novel. I'm one of the people who was wary of it going in. I the first four episodes. Those are my favorite four episodes of television this year. You know why? Because they filmed it where I got married. The Iberian Pig Restaurant is where we had a rehearsal dinner. The big-ass church right there, that's the building I got married in. Chris was there. For me, it's like a little, it's like, a, it's like seeing my wedding again every, every Sunday night. So that's fun, personally and selfishly. But the rest of it, I, did y'all know that they could pull this off like this? Did, were, were y'all surprised with the first four, as, as surprised as I was? Oh. Yeah. Uh... I yes expect. and no. Hmm. Like when I started hearing the names of some of the people who were attaching themselves to this project, I got more hopeful. Right. And when I didn't hear anybody drop off. <laughs> Always I'm, a good sign. Yeah. That, that, like I, I actually got excited. But um, when he put out the whole, oh, it's not going to be, I was like, see, this man is a troll. He is the he 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 likes to mess with people's minds. They have done something amazing, and he either thinks it's gonna be like a, a fire sale when it comes to this, or he thinks it's the worst thing ever, but still might work. So, I think maybe a minute into the first episode, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be magical." I was like, "This motherfucker right here." He don't care. He, <laughs> I was like, he don't give a fuck. He's, I'm like, he's, he, he's gonna make everybody angry because, like, even for some black folks, we've settled into this mindset where we pull everything apart to find that one thing to be mad at. And he didn't give you anything. If you got mad with the first episode of Watchmen. You haven't been paying attention to anything, Ever. first off, in life. And two, you're not really a comic book graphic novel fan. Like, you may be a purist, but you've never wanted anything to be made in the universe of any of your stories if you got mad. Because, like, he, they didn't try to make The Watchmen, but everything that made that, those 12 episodes those 12 issues amazing and and like impactful is in this season and has been from the word go right and yeah my pet peeve this year is people acting like you know there's a separation between everything so the fact that he was like no just like in the first ones we was talking about the cold war and mccarthyism and communism and all of that jazz the most pervasive issue going on right now is people's fucked up relationship to racism and what that really means for the world. Watchmen for me is the reason why we don't need things like what HBO pitched with Confederacy. 
<laughs> so, no, I wasn't too surprised. But then on the other hand, because of the cast, I was like, these white people would not be putting exposing themselves to these kinds of problems if this shit wasn't brilliant. They just wouldn't do it. I mean, because this this can, yeah. this goes wrong. It's a career killer, especially for people like Don Johnson. You're trying to have a comeback. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I said it. <laughs> so on that level, no, I was not surprised. But on the level of the the respect paid and the time put in for like production and costuming and locations, and those are some cool ass locations you got married in, Deepon. I mean, Thank you. you know, congratulations, Susan, for me. And she knows she chose it all, but you're right. You're right. I'm well, just did saying. You, did you really want to put that on? Did you really no, want to? You're right. Did you really want to put that on on, on air? Because you know she'll listen to this. You really want to? She did choose it all. She's the best. I what, I got nothing okay. to do with it. Right. Beautiful. Okay. okay. Right. I'm just like, look. I mean, his shirt is Susan's husband, so it's fine. Everybody wow. know. No. Said it. Wow. Mean it. Hmm. Said it. Mean it. Okay. There we go. Okay. okay. Don't worry. I will remember when I send your package because I still am making you a care package. I promise it's still not glitter. To mm. I will. I will put your real name on it to you, not Susan's husband when I mail it. But yeah, like, I mean, I personally think the world in which we get to have these kinds of ridiculous ass conversations between us as people is the world in which this Watchmen could exist. So for me, it was a pleasant surprise to see the respect and care given. But no, I wasn't. I wasn't. It's so wild because Chris can doubt for me. Like when it dropped, I was like, I'm not fucking watching. I was loud about this. I was an asshole. I was like, yo, the night it aired, I was like, I saw everybody going nuts on Twitter, like, y'all fall for the okie doke. And then I started reading what they were saying. Well, and, and, and to be fair, it's like, they, there's no way to really, I mean, I hear everything you're saying, bro, but there still was no way to really know they were going to go like this level. Because again, it, it's one thing when they hit us with that, it was Black Wall Street at the beginning of episode one, right? But then when you go into, mm-hmm. and we get into these more, of these, like the episodes five and six, even with five, right? So five, we're dealing with Looking Glass's origin a little bit. And there was, I love there's that one, there's several moments in there I love about the episode, but there's that moment when they were talking about generational PTSD. And even in that scene, instead of having a white person kind of, and they're, and they're not talking about racism or black, they're talking about having the, that generational uh, PTSD from uh, the squid attack, right? That they that they all survived the psychoblast and things like that. Like there's one black guy there who didn't who wasn't didn't experience it firsthand, but his mother did, and he's like it got passed down from 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 her to me, and now I suffer from that as well. And you're like, oh wow, they're talking about generational PTSD. And instead of having a white person say that, they have a black person saying that, which means this is directly con- you can directly connect that to things like racism and segregation, all these other things here. Well, and it's like directly to also. You said what now? Or direct, like, what, one of the things I thought they did, speaking of what you're talking about, is the parallels between the squid attack and Tulsa. Yeah. Is that this generational trauma was passed down, except mm-hmm. one of these is made up. Right. Right. And yep. so, yeah. And so it, it's, it, it shows that. Okay, they look, never... there's no way ever to ever guess that someone who likes to be flippant, flippant is going to be able to dial in and talk about, you know, genetic trait passing and generational trauma and all of that stuff competently there's no way to guess oh, that. What, i wasn't even ever. saying that i wasn't even saying that just the idea that we're like 
the entire seat it, it wasn't a fluke right that's what i'm saying it's like right. okay, the yeah. first the first episode it wasn't just ah oh, we just did it to get you guys in there because there's been plenty of things like that we throw it in there as a yeah. side story here or there from no it is it is the point it is the story being told here and we get that and and, and if you for some reason you didn't understand that the first five episodes by the time you get to episode six it is very clear that has been the story <laughs> being told Man. right right it's like this is this has always been the story and so i think that is a thing that's interesting it kind of ties into what Ro and you and I were talking about as well, about how all these characters that seem to be not related are, are, are linked together in certain, in certain ways, right? And it's just like the way all this stuff kind of just comes together and, is, and, and lands, it's like, yeah, no, it, it's, 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 it's fucking fantastic. I mean, I, I thought it was actually a really brilliant move to give us Looking Glass origin story and past before we went any deeper into like what could be the more central story based on Angela and the greater conspiracy at large, mm-hmm. because he's, he's so integral to how they investigate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so creepy, but, <laughs> so creepy. <laughs> and, but like, but through him, you get the whole concept of reflected teen and uh, you know, the change of how religion plays a role. Mm-hmm. Because when I realized that little boy was a Mormon boy and they sent his little watchtower ass out to some fair, <laughs> I about hollered. Mm-hmm. I literally looked at my TV and said, so much about you makes sense now, sir. <laughs> but like you said, it, it's, it's done so well. And, and I'll be honest, like his story doesn't go the way I thought it would go. Like when you first meet him, I- you're like, you're like, oh, <sighs> This white cop, he's racist. It's all like you have all these things for him. Like, oh, what the fuck is his problem? Like, oh, he like um, we mentioned it before. I think it was like either episode two or three. I think it must be three when he um, when Laurie shows up and he wants the he wants control back. And you're like, why is mm-hmm. why is the whole thing? It's like now it all makes sense. It's like everything about him is like he's suffering so much. From from PTSD and not having control, having lost control, all the way from when that girl took his pants in that in that mirror thing, like he's 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 not comfortable not having control anymore. That, that was the be- best segue ever from mm-hmm. his wife, mm-hmm. who he clearly loves. I spent seven years trying to convince you I wasn't going to steal your clothes and run off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to actually seeing that whole scene, mm-hmm. that girl. Right. I yeah. mean, wow. Right. Well, he also tied his lack of control in that instance to the apocalypse. Right. Right. Like the second he didn't have control, the world damn near ended. He's like, can't let that happen again. Right. And then, and, then, and if you yeah. want to take it to a whole dip, deeper psychological and emotional level, the second he deviated away from his group's plan, that he mm-hmm. acted not in accordance with the edicts of the faith that he had accepted, look what happened to him. And then the in world the ended. World. Yep. Which became even more, Which, you know, relevant at, by the end at of the, the episode. Because it becomes the, the, the counterbalance. It becomes, yep. And I think that was interesting, too, because he's now doing what they want him to do. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. not a Klansman. But they framed it in a way where you can almost see, like, I see how, I see how this would fuck him up. Yeah. Yeah, no. Because... Oh, oh. I never thought I'd say that about someone who just did something the clan has to do, but I was like, yo, I should look. Hey, well, the, every, <laughs> everything, up. the entire, like, I love that scene at the end, right? Where he, like, first of all, the fact that they have, again, it also goes to this whole thing of 
people have bought into they commoditize and 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 commercialize protecting yourself from another one of these things so it's like there's a whole there's a whole security of uh, it's like it's like a ring doorbell or something right <laughs> where it allows you to to figure where he's making all the it's, it's just so fucking ridiculous and then at the end where he realizes it's all a lie and that he's been living this lie for his entire life since that moment where he lost control and all those people died he's walking amongst all these dead bodies and you know butt ass naked he realizes that everything he since he's done since that point all the fear he's had was a fucking lie it was made up and at the end he still can't not take that security system he still can't fully give in to that idea of it and so seeing him go back and pick it out of the trash and walk back into the house with it it's just like you know i felt so bad for him like i, I was just like damn bro. i mean feel fear is a hell of a drug huh? you said what now i said fear is a hell of a drug oh yeah yeah no i yelled out you ain't that cured no he's not he's not no. like what and that was a crazy thing right because he go he he holds those meetings for other victims, and you can see he that runs those he runs. He, he's not cured himself. He's he's still kind of giving it because again he he has his hat lined with um with that material. He has a bunker. He has all these like, dude, you're not you're not you're not healthy. You're you're not cured either, and you're just as you're just as fucked up as everybody else. And and then this happens, and now he realizes everything about him has been yeah. a lie. But the basic idea, the hopefulness that he still has that, you know, the light we see isn't a train. It is actually an exit. I thought that I thought that played brilliantly in I'm like, poor little gangly Wade. You know, he's just out here trying to tell people, like, you got to be right with God because we all dying. Mm-hmm. And then you you come back around again and he's like, you know, you can't let fear dominate and control you. And and that you know, I'm like, but she walk around with hats lined with reflected teen. He's running random drills on his alarm system. He ran so many drills on his alarm system, he broke it. Mm-hmm. Listen to a tape too much. Right. I, lo- I, I, lo- mean, I love uh, uh, For the younger listeners, a tape was something that you then. <laughs> what? They wouldn't know. <laughs> uh, they, uh, it's yeah. 2019. What do you want me to say? He's not wrong. He's not mm. wrong. So. A sophomore in college doesn't know what a tape is. And I can't help that sophomore's lack of education. I'm sorry for that sophomore. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'll turn into an old man. I'm just turning into my mama. Y'all to turn me into my mother. It's terrible. But no, I mean, like, we have, like, but, like, even the way that they have him interact with people, I'm ignoring you, Defong. You can kiss my ass on that. No, but even the way that they have him interacting with all those different things and the stuff that's defunct in this world, like this alternate history, the stuff we look at and go, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. And then the way that they have the other uses for technology on the other end. I was like, so you got this old ass bunk ass alarm that you basically put on the wall in your closet. That basically is the equivalent of run, bitch, run. But then you, on the other hand, turn around when you at work. Not only are you a human lie detector where you can sit in a room and like pick up from people's haptic body language, how they really feel versus what they're saying. You built a whole ass room just so you could spot problems. And you spend your whole life scared of everything. Wouldn't you be? Yes. If I knew the things that are going on in people's heads, I'd never leave my house. I stay home a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be real. But yeah, I mean, I thought I couldn't think of a better way 
and the way that they led into it out of four into five for Wade, I couldn't think of a better way for them to kind of pull these threads that existed in this world they've built from a completely different direction, not uh, not associated with Angela, only for it to all come back and absolutely be completely about Angela. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All about her. Yeah. They want her out of commission so bad. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. It just, it just, yeah, I love how they, how, how it all ties together. Um, and yeah, what they did with the, we also, he killed them people that show up at his house, right? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> cause, cause they show up, I'm like, mm, I don't know if he's going to be in the right mindset to want to. Oh, no, he loses. That's the thing. He's going to kill all those people, I hope. Yeah. Cause think about it this way he's the new Rorschach. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he is. Yeah, we're so gonna cut away from him, and we're gonna cut back to he's gonna appear later. Yeah, I, I had that feeling. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. When I when we first meet him, I I thought that when he looked at him, I was like, wait, because well, think about it, you're not seeing what you want to see. You're supposed to be seeing yourself. Right. 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 So, but remember, isn't this the episode that started with the body floating and the disembodied voice saying the best thing you can do? have people stop looking for you is to let them know you're dead it might be sorry hold up because because that ends up being deeper foreshadowing not just for wade and looking glass but clearly foreshadowing into six Mm -hmm. yeah there's the big huge fat easter egg about who was hooded justice Mm -hmm. but the fact that they put that at the beginning of this episode well, in the Hood of Justice episodes, they've been playing Hood of Justice stuff throughout, right? And so right. you didn't you it, you didn't start tying stuff together. It didn't start coming together until six. We were like, oh shit, because they've always been like if other people are watching them, or there's or every now and then it'll cut away to some scene with with from the from the TV show that they did about Hood of Justice. But he's constantly there's they've constantly talking about Hood of Justice, and then six turns into the real origin of Hood of Justice. Which Ooh. is the greatest the neo-noir piece of brilliant television I've watched in so long. Right. Yo, I mean, I don't care about awards. This episode needs to win some sort of award. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I think four, five, and six need to win awards. But if we have to pick just if one... Going to mattresses, give me six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all day long. From the Y'all look, talk about six first because I've I've got something to get off my chest at the end about six. Just to uh oh, no, go, 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 yeah, go ahead, go go right ahead, Devon. Let's just jump right into it. Give it to us. The beauty of six, when you look at the layers. So he takes the name Reeves as his last name, Will Reeves. After Bass Reeves, the legendary lawman. Bass Reeves was the inspiration for the Lone Ranger. Mm-hmm. In the original shorts and serials, the Lone Ranger had a full face mask because they couldn't let you know it was a black man. What? Aren't they doing a, uh, a Bass Reeves series or something? What? I thought they were doing. I have them. no idea. I thought they were, no. I mean, I don't, and I don't mean I don't mean HBO or tied to this or anything like that. I could have sworn they're doing a Bass Reeves. I'm sorry. Keep going. I'm, I'm gonna check it out. So, so that's one level of the meta. The next level, he's introduced to a Superman comic, which we've, I'm sure you guys touched on the obvious parallels of his origin and Superman's origin. Mm. It's the exact same origin. It's a, it's a, a family walking through all be destroyed, sending off their only hope and child into the, into the world um, in a rocket, basically. 
And when you think about the origins of Superman, Superman was invented by two Jewish kids from Ohio who were tired of anti-Semitism. The first people Superman fought were capitalists, the government, and the Klan. Within 20 years, he'd been conscribed to say truth, justice, the American way. He went from fighting the army to leading the army. Remember, they, like in this episode, they, they have an action comic number one. Yeah, oh, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, they make yeah. it very explicit in this yeah, episode. It's not, not. And so then you look at the story of Hooded Justice, and, not all, and, and even to the aspects where when they tell the story on television, they keep the homosexuality, but they have to make him white again. Mm hmm. It's this level of co-option and acceptance and not acceptance of, but um, bastardization or, 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 or misuse of trauma from these oppressed people then turn them into these visions of the majority. Superman was not invented to fight Lex Luthor. He was invented as the Hebrew Ubermensch to fight their enemies who are persecuting them. It's the, the, those three levels on this episode, for before we get into any of the substance, the three levels there that are made explicit through the, uh, through the Reeves connection and through the, Superman, the action comics number one. It's wild to me how subversive and informative and intelligent this show is allowed to be, even on HBO. Yeah. I mean, I think all of that is brilliantly done. I also think it plays into this idea in this current time right now that, you know, even without saying anything, the simple fact that they would still be willing to, in their recreation of who Hooded Justice was, tolerate the fact that he was suspected to be either bisexual or homosexual, but that was still better and than them being willing to show him to being a black man under that hood. Mm -hmm. um, I thought that was a whole other different level of meta. And I thought it spoke so many volumes without saying another word that folks need to stop this. Blank is the new nigger of, or blank is the new <laughs> this of, because we still us, and that ain't gone nowhere when it comes to like forms of othering and tolerance and compromise and what ends up being codified as even just a mainstream quote problem. So why did you want to wait and just give us all of that, that beautiful goodness, sir? I, I don't know. I wanted to hold off. Why? I thought it was a beautiful way to segue into talking about this, sir. For me, it's just, it's, it's, and that's before we get into any of the body of the tech of what we watched. Because the way it was framed, the reason I said it should win awards, by showing that she's not just seeing her grandfather's memories, she's living them the pain and the anger and the humiliation, it's all being felt by her, which speaks again to the generational trauma that they, like we already said, they beautifully introduced the prior episode. It is, it's amazing television. Yeah, and even on a basic level to understand and recognize why taking nostalgia could drive you crazy. Literally calling it nostalgia too. <laughs> Yeah. I, I mean, come on. Marketing is always going to be good when money's to be made. Yes. But yeah, I just like, I thought everything that they did 
but it's like like the way that they wrapped all this around to the backstory and then made this essential piece i thought was just really brilliant and and for me the other thing that kind of hit a meta level is how very frequently small children particularly black children kind of look at law enforcement at when they're a child as a way to help fix things a way to right wrongs a way to be involved and then it turns out to be the thing that's the biggest hammer to to cause you harm you know what i mean so I thought it was like, for me, I went to law school because I, I was like, I can help. And then, you know, halfway through school, you start to see the perversions and the clicks and all of the other things that they did. So the way that they tied this all the way back to his first moment in Tulsa mm-hmm. as a small child watching that black and white film as his mother played, and then they pull it forward. And that also becomes a central part of, you know, how he became who he became and why. I, I don't think I've ever seen that done better. But also just kind of getting, giving into the idea of, you know, tell them you're angry. Like you're Ooh, angry and yeah. you are, you haven't found a way and something that we can all as white people will kind of relate to, right? There's that underlying anger, anger that comes from everything that's ever been done with us, whether it's directly or indirectly. And sometimes not feeling like you have an outlet for it. You know, and so mm-hmm. again, and then that search for trying to find the outlet, like so, this idea of him becoming a police officer because one, the kind of is that you know the 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 one thing of trying to help and that's the right way to do it, blah blah blah, but also trying to find an outlet for that anger, trying to find real justice, right, and thinking you can do it, you know, as a police officer, only to find out that shoot, the police is part of the fucking problem, you know, are, mm-hmm. are, are, are right there with you, same people that that um. Uh, were there to to to, to burn down your home that they, they, they killed your parents, and so now it's like the what reason do you do? why nobody came is because they were already out front of their hoods. Mm-hmm. But I also thought that was a really good way to do it because you know fear of a black man is a big huge thing all the way from birth of a nation on, and you know well slavery, but and imperialism. But a big part about what they did is. At white people, especially other white men, are always afraid of what an angry black man is going to do. And they never recognize and acknowledge that they almost always not only push that man to the precipice of his anger, but they're always doing something that is the precipitating event for him tipping over. So, yeah, William was angry, but he was self-contained. He had made choices to try to live a good life, to find happiness, to have good things, to contribute. And they took away all his reasons to try to do something to control his anger. Like they were the precipitating event that made their fear a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I thought that was deeply ironic and a great way to retcon uh, hooded justice to make it purposeful and have even more meaning than it had the first time around. But I, I thought that was a really great note that it'll be interesting to see which think pieces come out of that about, you know, anger. Because, yeah. because. Bitterness comes from somewhere. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's that. And then it also, I think that, that also why that works so well after five, when you talked about generational uh, uh, PTSD, when you talk about, you know, the, 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 the things that looking glass went through, because again, not a black person, but white, but you see the anger and the pain and stuff that he's going through and how that shaped who he is. And so it all kind of relates together. You're like, you get it. Like you understand, mm-hmm. so on all those levels, it it makes sense. Um, 
And um, I said this on our Queen and Slim review, but this, it kind of ties here. Like, this is the kind of stuff when I say that I can do this. Like, I can watch stuff where you see the, the pain and stuff that, that black people have to suffer. And, and because of the racism and stuff that we live in, the world we live in, like, giving us an outlet. I need some way of feeling like we can win at some points, you know, especially in my, my fictional world. Um, and that's what I feel like this. It's like, yeah, this is all made up, right? But the idea of him, the, the idea, idea uh, 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 Will Reeves taking, you know, that symbol, that, that noose that those officers put around his neck and tearing that into the symbol in which he went and beat, <laughs> beat these racist white people with was great. And then even then, when you, when you go down to that moment and he realizes that uh, Captain Metropolis and the rest of the Minutemen are not going to help him, and he goes out there and puts that hood on and shoots all them white people. It was. I'm not gonna lie. That was very satisfying. Oh, the most satisfying thing I've seen in a while. Like I was so. I was like, I was. It was so satisfying. I was nervous because I was like, even though I know that he he lived, I was like, something's gonna happen. Something's gonna. There's no way. <laughs> I was like, because this is. I was like, this is. This is because. But again, it goes back to why my what I have with my 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 issue with Queen and Slim is like, it's one of those things where it's like that. It's like the end of Get Out. It's one of those things where, as Black people, we are so used to not not coming out on top in these kind of moments. Like there being some kind of catch, or there being we don't survive. We get a little bit of a joy, but you don't get a full full moment of it. So I was just waiting for the other shoe to drop, and like he killed them people <laughs> and then burned down that entire joint, and I was like. Oh, he got away with that shit. <laughs> and then when he's, then when he's I mean, leading, personal, right? Yeah, it just it but just felt so. Seeing good. him just standing there with that building on fire, I was like, yes. I rewound immediately. Yeah, just watching him. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna I watch it. the I'm, whole yeah, sequence yeah, happen again. From when he was in the alley with um, Fred Trump, and yeah. he was like, "I'm sorry, you guys start to all blend together." And he just shot him in between his eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. I think I, I know I, I know that this I know I have anger issues that I don't deal with. You should all be grateful, my mother, that I'm afraid of her and therefore I don't have a felony record. Uh but yeah, no, I just watched it. I was like, he's I, I just had that moment of he's gonna kill everybody. And I wasn't scared, but I was also convinced. I was like, he's not gonna get away with this. He's gonna get trapped in the building, a door's gonna mm. be locked. He's going to miss somebody. Something's going to happen. He's going to get caught with that camera reel. They're going to say he caused the problem in that movie theater. I was like, something. There's just no way he makes it all the way back home. Right. But yeah, I think I, I think I rewound and watched it like three times, Chris. So, you know, you went alone. Uh, it was the most satisfying bit of TV I've watched in a while. And if we like, you're going to have a black man have his come up on his anger. That's how you do it. I'm okay with that. It was that. It, it was that. that. And the first time, the first time he, the first time he put on. Uh, as Hooded Judge and went in and whooped him when they had the the uh when when they had the uh the clan outfits on when they uh, the first time he whooped them them um the racist white cops asses that was also very very satisfying because you're just like mm-hmm. holy shit so um yeah so it was great so but I again to pop back into current time as Angela was flipping back into the fugue state and Laura is standing there it just reminded me again that this is another time where she does something going off half cocked out of her own sense of righteousness and 
the thing that she needs is the exact thing that she ends up breaking. And then she's like, bitch, I need you to sign this. I was like, she can't even see you. <laughs> That's not informed consent. Yeah, I was like, she can't sign shit. Y'all waited too long. But, like, just, like, the way they wound all that up. Like, so for it to go from that moment of looking glass saying, I had no choice, I'm sorry. To mm-hmm. her in that cell about to, is like, you know, this is what's going to happen. And then for them to literally just drop her into his body under that tree, I was like, oh, we are in for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that moment. It's like, uh, again, there, there's all these little moments that happen in there. When he, when he's, so when the older uh, Will Reeves is talking to Don Johnson's character, and it's like, He's like, you know, well, you know, it's like, what are you doing this for? It's like, well, you got a, you're hiding a clan outfit, your granddaddy's clan, clan outfit in, in your, in your closet. It's like, well, no, it's, it's, he hit the basically, no, it's, it's my heritage. And I'm like, it's heritage, not hate. I was like, mm, they hit the hair, just not hate joint. Oh, it's so good. I have a right to be proud. Of, I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Right. But it's so the thing. Not right. But it's the thing. It's like, okay, cool. You have a right to be proud of your heritage, right? Then why are you hiding it? If you're, if you're so, because you. that's the thing, right? And and that's always the response. So if you're so proud of the heritage, you're so proud of what your grandfather did. If you're so proud of this this piece of your history, why are you why are you not proudly displaying it? Why are you hiding it in a closet in your room so nobody else can see it? Where, where's away from prying eyes? What is it because you also know that the races have taken up the 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 call of Rorschach and the the, the seventh Calvary and and that's whole that that whole thing there is that is that why? Because you see the the direct correlation there and you don't want to. You don't want to answer some tough questions. It's like, what's going on here? Like that, that it, it showed so succinctly why that answer is so, such bullshit, right? If you were yeah. so proud of it, you would have donated it to a, a museum so it could be proudly displayed with your name beside it. But you didn't do that, or you'd have put it in your front foyer with all the other things that you have on display mm-hmm. that you're proud of from your family, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he went so far as to get a busk and a glass cabinet made. He could have put it downstairs if it wasn't nothing wrong with it. He could have said, you know, I just want to remember so we don't fall back into these habits. Whatever it is, you hiding it, there's something going on. I got problems. Or like you don't want to answer the questions of who was your grandfather? Hmm. Because we still don't know exactly that. Who was under that hood? Oh, yeah. And what did he do? Mm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Like we can all make assumptions. But yeah, as soon as we got to the beginning of the episode, um, like. I had told a friend of mine that I thought when I saw Lou Gossett Jr. in the wheelchair, and he said he could lift 100, 200 pounds. I told my friend, I said, that's what it just is. And she told me, shut the fuck up. She's like, I don't know why everybody, you and your, th- I'm like, I'm telling you, man, I said, I guarantee you that's what they're going to do. I don't know how they're going to do it, but it's going to happen. That's what it just is. And kids, I'm like, so um, uh, I have to give her a shout out and say thank you for the uh, Blu-ray DVD read writable that uh, your money bought me. Uh, and uh, wow. What? What? Wow. What? I better. She lost. She paid. What? <laughs> wow. Uh, but I thought. It. Hmm. Chris sees it. Wow. <laughs> some I'm just saying. Some, 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 look, if, some shady. I'm I just saying. That's, that's, I, I approve, but I'm just saying. You hate to see it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You hate to see it, but you kind of love it. Yeah, it's one of those episodes. Um, you really do hate to see it. But I, I, even going back to the idea of so what they did with, by, by using them as a hooded justice, right? About making hooded justice be the inspiration for the Minutemen, which basically means that hooded justice, a black man, was the first hooded hero, you know, in this in this universe, if you would, you know. And but the fact that he had he to hide himself, huh? 
He's their Superman. Right. That he had to hide himself, mm-hmm. right? For all that stuff. The um, fact of what they changed here, and it's kind of does some of the links there, you know, with the Minutemen, that means, you know, I, I, I know it's in, they, it's in the book, and I, did they show it in the, did they show Hooded Justice stopping a uh, comedian in the movie? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. so, but I don't so think they, it's they done very well. You say what now? I said, I think it was in there, but I, yeah, I, it so, had to be it was, right. It was. So, right. So that okay. so that means so now so now you have a direct link between Hooded Justice, Angela Abar, and Lori now here that we were talking about before. Then you add in Lady True, like all these things that seem like they're not connected are now having these connections come through. And I just find it very really fascinating how they've done it, right? And yeah, and the people keep calling it a, a it is a retcon, but it's like the retcon and how they've done it and how they pulled it out, and it fits so seamlessly in the world. And I think this is the thing that's been so impressive about Watchmen so far, right? It it's added to the world we already had. Like we didn't even like we we didn't even talk about our boy uh, Adrian <laughs> and what he's dealing with right now because that what happens in episode five because there's so many other things going on that some of the more direct like like big connections we're kind of like oh yeah that's fine that's nice that's nice to have that but what, what's really going on with will reeves and and hooded justice and angela abar and and, and going on oh. there like it's it's so interesting how they've done that with they you don't it's telling its own story without having to rely on the stuff previously so much which yeah. is not something that normally happens with these kind of properties right yeah they and to, i only call it a retcon because yeah Going with the acknowledged history that, you know, centered whiteness, there's those presumptions that go with it. So I say the word simply to be, you know, I mean, it is no, no not I to mean, be impolitic, is. but it didn't feel like a retcon. Right. And that's the thing I've liked about this is that has, nothing has felt like it's all felt additive. Right. It feels like they're enhancing the stories as opposed to changing it. Absolutely. And that's yeah. and that's what that's what that's what works for me so to, as well too. It's it's we're not and in your and they don't have to keep going back to that well. You know, like right. again, if you had told me that they're doing a Watchmen series and you know one of the main focuses was gonna be Hooded Justice, most people would have been like, Who the fuck is Hooded Justice? Who the I give a fuck? Now you care, right? People would have been like Night Owl or um or Silk Spectre or the comedian or obviously Dr. Manhattan or something like they nobody would have been like, Yeah, give me Hooded Justice. So I just I, I again I, I think that, that to me is another one of the true accomplishments of this show so far is yeah. make us care about this stuff, you know? This is again where I say if Mr. Moore would get over himself, <laughs> I think he would really like and respect what they're doing. The views and opinions expressed previously do not reflect those of default. <laughs> Mr. Moore, do what you feel Look, he don't want none of them over here. He don't want none of them over here. Mm, you don't want nothing from over here. This is to get cursed. Um, I am not gonna get cursed. Oh, thank, not, you, thank you. You know who's not not this guy. Um, <laughs> no, but anyway, movie. before you went into your moment, all I was gonna say is I think that if he if he could get past the issues he has with how his property has been handled in the past and how he feels the contract with him has been handled, I think he would be very happy with the way that they are working in the Watchmen universe without really messing with the core story that he told in those first 12 in those 12 you know 
And I don't think that's something to get cursed for. But if it is, you know, I'll just burn some sage, put a circle of holy wa- water and some holy water and go to church. I'm good. I'm good. Oh. I'm good. <laughs> You're I'm good. Mr. Moore's work. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah. I, 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 Look, the only witch I'm scared of is my mama. And she like me, so I'm good. I'll say this though. It's uh you're you're right about everything you said about um the way they took the DNA and took the ideas of the first one and made it applicable to today. This feels like if Alan Moore were to sit down with Dave Gibbons and write Watchmen today, this feels like what they might have written. I mean, maybe. I don't know. That seems like a stretch, maybe. But But is it really a stretch though? Is it really? I'm not going to speak ill about him more on this podcast, but I, there are parts. No, I just life. meant I meant thematically speaking. Thematically speaking, no. I don't think I. I mean, this may not have been the way they chose to handle it or to go at it, but I think thematically speaking, if they took a hard look around the world today, when they were putting together what they wanted the themes to be that they touched on in the Watchmen, I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility that this would be one, a very major one, if not the right. one. So. That's all I mean when I say I think if he could get over himself and give it a chance, no, he'd be pleased with it, you know. And, and that's fair. And I just think that, like, I don't know how to put this into words. It's hard for me to talk about because this is such, it's one of those things where I, I, I'm still in shock. This is episode six, and I'm still like, they gave them money to do this, and they read the scripts, and no one's going to show up in the next episode or two and shut all this shit down? Are you sure? Man, HBO has always been strangely ballsy. I mean, there are this people who are kind of ballsy. This isn't like Tony Soprano's a bad guy, but you're gonna like him. This is like, hey, we're throwing the middle finger at white supremacy like directly every Sunday at nine PM. I mean, come on, leftovers went directly in the face of religion, fanaticism, zealotry, and, and cultism. So and yeah, the afterlife. Religion, you can talk about religion without talking about just pure D whiteness. This is all about whiteness. But they didn't. I mean, they didn't. They like that's like HBO. HBO was the ones who were going to give those people money to do Confederacy. So I'm some as much as I did not want that project to ever see the light of day, and still don't. If you if you take into consideration the people who were willing to put their money behind that, they have always liked. It's real. Yeah, they like to be this kind of edgy. I mean. They've they funded some seriously introspective and good like documentaries and like they put money, they'll put they'll throw their money everywhere. It's cause they they don't believe in separating their market share. They and they believe that controversy among one portion of their demographic while serving another still equals money. So on that note, I am happy for their avaristic tendencies. I'm I I I will applaud it. But on the other note, somebody who works there gives a damn. Very much so. And I deeply appreciate that. Because I mean, come on, where like outside of the occasional one-off and like Showtime is starting to get into the game and Stars kind of got into the game with their show this season. Um with the uh, one with John Carlo Esposito 
and Carly Gion. Why can't I remember the name of it now? I just watched the whole damn thing. But like that was all about taking the the PI, the pulp series and subverting the paradigms of the known tropes that they had for the different kinds of women who showed up in old PI stories. So this is kind of on trend, but HBO has always been at the beginning and in the forefront of this. So somebody was going to take a risk. <laughs> HBO is like, all right, cool. We're solvent. Let's try it. I think it also helps when you give the right people the, and, and you diversify your writer's room, right? You know, and I yeah. think that's the key part, part right there is mm-hmm. diversifying the writer's room, giving the key people. This was a core Jefferson wrote this one, right? Uh, for uh, for episode six, yeah, I think I'm not sure. I want to say yes. It was. I was just saying that to be. Oh, okay. Right. I don't know why. Why are you self deprecating, Dupont? Why? Why are we do this? How much? Like, do you charge by the hour, or how is this going to work? Because <laughs> many a therapist has taken a hack at that one, young lady, and I don't know if fair uh, enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Clearly, I did not come prepared. Next time, we'll bring a pen and notepad <laughs> so we can get into the deeper depths of the issues rolling around in your brain. Oh, I, can identify them. I can pick them out of a lineup. I know what they are. It's just the solving of them. It's a problem. Okay, well, you know, I'm good at solving other people's problems. It's mine I suck at. Aren't we all? Yes. <laughs> that's why, collectively, we are stronger. But that's another thing I like about this show. It's like, it shows the fallacy of that thought. Mm-hmm. You know, but it does it in such ways that it forces you to recognize that if you at your core ain't shit, the people around you who gather and follow along with your more insane impulses probably ain't going to be shit either. Mm-hmm. It's true. Because Wade is very easily led. But are we going to talk about the smartest man in the world and the shit he done got himself into? Is he? Well, he is he? He's the smartest man in the world, but he's not on this world. No, no he's the smartest man on Jupiter. I'll, 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 I'll rock with that. He's smartest on Jupiter. First of all, I just love the fact that he's gone fucking crazy. How could you not have trapped on Jupiter? You cloning his dead friends. <laughs> not even friends. I'm convinced he's cloning him just to taunt John. You might not be wrong. Ooh. Like, you're not even special, motherfucker. I make four of you a day. Yeah. <laughs> and I killed three of them. And I killed three of them. <laughs> <laughs> Just this last hour, because he's been killing a lot of them. So, um. When I realized he was putting them damn bodies out there so he could write a damn message, I yelled. I couldn't help it. <laughs> He oh really my did. god, he it's really... so stupid so good. Right, right. He really did. But it is very stupid. He sent a, basically sent a spokes into those dead bodies, yo. I'm dying here. Just... <sighs> I was like... Yeah. I'm not sure... I actually yelled out loud, and I was like, this was your plan? <laughs> In his defense, it's not a bad plan. I'm about to say, I'm like, I'm like, yeah. not a bad plan. Yeah, I'm about to say, I'm like, mm, you're saying that like it's like, a bad plan. We can mock plan. it all we want, and we will, but like... on like, No, no, no. It wasn't because it was a bad... It was the horror behind it. I was like, you oh, don't well, murk yeah. all these people. So you can write safe? <sighs> this is what we're doing today. I mean... Don't trap me on the moon. I won't have to make messages out of dead bodies. First of all, first of all, 
they're they're clones, so they're not really people. So there's that. Stop it. Okay, so that that goes back to episode five, <laughs> when she puts the dog in the incinerator. Um, no, I'm serious. That's what oh I'm saying. Oh my god, I was not okay. <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's like I'm I'm like they don't treat clones like real people. So when I tell you, Susan jumped. <laughs> Yeah. Oh God. She just she she just like oh well yeah you're too you're too either too small or too big so gotta go put the dog in the incinerator. I was yelling at the screen lie Wade lie <laughs> lie the dog is perfect lie. I was not okay. I was not okay. Man, I can't even have a dog, and I'm like I'll take it. I want to make sure it didn't get forgotten that that actually happened. No mm-hmm. actual animals were harmed in the fuckery that is Only our clones. treatment of clones. Real dogs. Yeah, they're not real dogs. Jesus. It was clones. So just, it's fine. Even in alternate America. Just fine. They're, they're we clones. ain't right. It's okay. I mean, it's fine. Um, yeah, what didn't bring me into question. So, we, we, we have clones in space. We got clones with the dogs. I'm like, I'm really looking over at Lady True and what she's fucking doing over there. And I'm like, hmm, what are you, what are you doing over there? What are you? What are you messing with? What are you involved in? Look, she grew a whole ass baby so she could buy some land. Yeah. 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 I am so. fucking with Lady True. We got to be friends. Well, what about her daughter or whatever? Like, you know that's a fucking clone. Right. That's her. That's what I'm saying. I think that's it's her. her. She that's just what... keeps dying and cloning herself. Well, so my thing is, again, because everybody's related going back to Vietnam, is she like... I, I want to know. I want to know what her story is now, because I feel like it's. I gonna, mean, we're right. gonna get it first. I know. I know. We're, we're totally I know we're gonna going get to. it, but I'm just. I mean, I have thoughts on I'm another just, note towards the genetic trauma. That little girl waking up screaming. Mm-hmm. Her making her talk through everything she sees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look. Lady True, she is our vape. She, from the first one. Her background really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. The cloning thing is going to be important, I think. I think the fact that she is acknowledged as the smartest rich woman in the world and that she's friends with Will should stand out. So they're doing this thing on the internet where, you know, in the back matter of the original Watchmen, there was like the newspaper clippings in the, in the addenda you could read to kind of get a fuller idea of the world. You didn't need it to understand the story, but it helped along with like the Black Freighter stuff. Right. What they're doing this year is they're releasing um, Silk Spectre's her junior partner's like his files on the Minutemen. They're releasing them online. Mm. And what you learn after episode six is that Captain Manhattan later realized Will was right. Oh, you mean Captain Metropolis? Yeah. Huh? Captain Metropolis. I'm sorry, I do apologize. There's a huge difference. Pathotropolis later figures out that Will was right and is ashamed in his reaction to Will's insistence. Thus, as Captain Manhattan, or excuse me, Pathotropolis owned all the rights to the Minutemen and all the attendant properties, he left all that money to Will and his will. Mm. This Lady True connection may not be Oh, she found she found this powerful man and is empowering him. They can be the two richest people alive. Hmm. Oh, he probably look, okay. I think it makes it much more compelling and interesting to look at it the way from the point of view that you are. But yeah, I absolutely believe that um his boyfriend left him everything when he died and he realized that he had been on some fuck shit and he screwed oh, over his yeah. boy. 
I think that a significant amount of things that people think are funded by Lady True are in fact funded by Will. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's highly and, and, and highly telling that one of the first things that I believe he had her do was buy that company. Mm -hmm. I think he's the reason why we keep seeing uh, equipment that belonged to the Minutemen showing up in a Tulsa. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I, I'm just, I'm fascinated by what's the deeper machinations of what they each have going on and where it comes from. And I think it's all going to come back and tie into one Vietnam. What happened there? Who was on the ground? The choices state. they made. Say what? The 51st state. Yes. Lord help us. <laughs> and I think the other half is going to tie in. It's going to go squarely, not just to the roots of vigilantism, but it's going to go back to this whole shadow government thing that we always seem to never be able to get away from, which always relates back to money and power. Mm-hmm. So if one guy was like, great, Ronald Redford, you're the president, and I saw this coming, and I did these things to get you here, and these other two people are saying, okay, enough is enough, tick tock, who's the bad guy? Is it all relative shades of gray? Is it all relative to who is going to end up, you know what I mean? So I think that's a much more compelling way to look at it. So I'm not so much interested in her backstory as it relates to her specifically as I am, as it relates to bringing all the different pieces of the places where she keeps popping up right. together. That and the fact she's just a compelling woman and I'd like her to have more TV screen time because every time <laughs> I'm fascinated. Yeah, that's fair. It's a hundred percent fair. Yep. Well. This cast is amazing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. Cool. Anything else you guys want to say before we wrap this one up? Thank y'all for having me on, man. I, I I I do appreciate it. Well, now you got to come back. I come back. Hey, look, Watchmen. I this from a show that I literally said absolutely the fuck and not. I've never been happier to be this wrong. Yeah. I've actually never been. I don't. I don't. I don't think the TV should allow to be able to give us a lesser adaptation ever again. But again, Chris, as you frequently say, you know, people only get is what we uh, allow ourselves to accept. When it comes to superheroes and comics and we're not, we don't put the bar very high, but I really hope the bar becomes Watchmen because this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And they ain't even done, and I'm saying that. Right, right. We still got three more episodes. I mean, damn. <laughs> um, all right, cool. Uh, thank you guys both for joining us. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this. Again, make sure you guys subscribe. Super Tuesday recap. Uh, you'll probably get this one. This will come out before episode seven comes out. So you guys will be able to listen to us talk about it then. We'll be back for the last uh, three episodes in a, like three more weeks. Um, before then, in between that time, uh, by that point, I should drop uh, the review that uh, Ro and I did for the first three episodes of The Expanse, which is going to come on the 13th, but um, we have early access. I think the embargo is up on the 4th, so you should see us uh, see some from us on those first three episodes of The Expanse coming soon. All of that's coming on Super Tuesday Recap. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening for that. And um, we have... Let's see. Oh, yes. By the time this comes out, 
the Queen and Slim spoiler review that Brandon and I did with Joy should be as well. And if you go to uh, premium.mtrnetwork.net, you can sign up and we're getting 20% off uh, any quarterly or yearly subscription. Go to premium.mtrnetwork.net to sign up and listen to some of the other uh, spoiler reviews we got coming on. We got plenty of more content coming there. And not to mention all the free stuff we do. It just anything you guys help with uh, with premium helps us keep going on the network. So again, folks, thank you very much for listening. And until next time, we're out of here. Peace. Peace.